ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Boxing Voice Radio from the Win Casino here in Las Vegas, live on Blue Wire. This is episode number five, and we will be joined with Rob Safar and Shushu Carrington. Today, we're going to be talking about what's next with Tiafimo Lopez, as it seems like he's come out and said he no longer wants that uh, Arnold Barboza fight. Went as far as calling him a bum, so I'm assuming it's going to be someone else. And with what Espinoza was saying with the back and forth with he and Devin Haney, there's a possibility it could be Ryan Garcia that is uh, in line for a Tiafimo, if not a tank. So I'm joined alongside, obviously, Ringwalk Danny. What's going on? What up, champ? How are you? Oh, man, another episode here from uh, the Wing Casino and happy to be doing what I love. What about yourself? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So we're going to be joined in studio, obviously, with uh, Rob Safar and his coach, uh, Ibn Kaysen. Kaysen, actually. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, let's just go right into it. Rob, how are you? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Uh, you're looking like a million bucks, brother. You're looking I good. I feel like a million bucks, my brother. I see you. I see you, man. So you're coming off of win, correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. But you got injured. That is correct, too, sir. What happened? Exactly. So, Give me some details here. I tore my biceps mm. in the first round after like 10 seconds into the fight. Wow. Yeah. So the first right hand that I throw, I tore my biceps. So mentally, that had to be difficult because now you got an entire fight ahead of you. Yeah. And uh, did you still have mobility of that arm? No. I le- like, I had mobility, but I didn't have no pop. I didn't have no power, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like after each second that, w- like, that went after the injury, I started feeling like my bicep was like numbing. And it, was started, like, it really started to hurt bad, you know? So I tried to use it a couple of times after the first right hand that I throwed. That as I when I turned it, and after like the second right hand I thrown after that right hand, that's when I realized, yo, it's it's like it's kind of fucked up, you know. Mm. Now, how'd you deal with that pain mentally and get through this fight? Obviously, it only lasted one round, so even with one arm, you got the job done. Yeah. So, actually, what happened was like right after I torn the biceps and I started feeling like the the that it was actually torn torn. That's when I felt like yo, I just gotta get him out of there. So. I just felt like I had to go to the inside, and when I was on the inside, I tried to throw like short shots, yeah. where I just when I when I, where I don't need to like, how do you say like wing my actual like arms, and I don't know, I just got him out of there with a body shot, and you know, yeah, that was. Would you? Did you feel? I I don't know. I guess relieved that it didn't have to yeah. go all eight rounds, well six rounds, uh, especially with one hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt relief. That's why I was so happy after after he quit. Like, after they announced it as a TKO, like, after he quit, that's after that's why I got so happy. Yeah, It's crazy, man. Uh, I don't want to call it luck. Obviously, you put in the work. But uh, that happened with Berto versus Jesus Soto Carras, and he got a loss in that fight, you know, because he had an injury to the bicep. And, you know, unlike you, he wasn't able to get a knockout with one arm, man. So credit to yourself. Now, what are the doctors telling you? I mean, I had I had to do a surgery. I did a surgery this Monday, and uh, hopefully, I'm gonna take off the cast that I got on me next week. Wow! Oh, wow! Damn! Yeah. Are we that far advanced in medicine? It's only a week with a cast. No, I just I'm gonna take off the cast in a week, but then I gotta start doing the rehab process. You know, 
And that's probably going to take a while, you know? What are they telling you? How I don't know, and I don't want to listen to it, you know? Mm. I just, like, believe in God, bro, and I believe that anything is possible, you know? So I believe I'm going to be back in a second, bro. So uh, I want you to take us, I guess, to the beginning because I was just uh, notified that you're part Sweden, and the only other Swedish boxer that we know is uh, Badu Jack, who obviously you being from Las Vegas, you must know. And Johansson. Yeah, yeah, never heard of him. Heavyweight who beat Floyd Pedersen? Nah. I, but I'm he not was, a he was, he was like the man before Badu Jack, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So, tell me about, you know, your Swedish background. upbringing or background. Uh, yeah, Who's so Swedish in I'm your... born and raised in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, my dad immigrated from uh, Middle East to Sweden, like a lot of other immigrants did from different like in different parts of the world mm -hmm. and he met my mom and i grew up in like a. so where's your mother from she's swedish okay yeah so, so mother my, and father now my, my dad is from middle east okay so he immigrated to sweden okay i'm she, sorry yeah my mom is swedish she's a real viking my mom <laughs> you know got blonde hair blue eyes you know she's a big lady that's probably where i got my my size from you mm -hmm. know but and i grew up like in a segregated area because like back home it's like, yeah, like all immigrants, they get put outside the city. See what I'm saying? And like all the immigrants live like in a segregated area. And you can come from wherever, like Africa, Asia, Middle East or whatever, you know. But they, they try, I don't know why, but I felt like they try to keep all the immigrants away from the, from the city where mm -hmm. all the Swedish people live. And what actually happened because of that was like, people that's from the neighborhoods, whatever you want to call it, they created their own culture, you know, they created their own, like, people, some people don't even speak Swedish over there, you know? Oh. So it's like when you're in the city, like, you see the real Swedish culture, right? But then when you go, out, like, outside the city and you go to the segregated areas, it's like, it's a, it's like a third world country, right? Wow. And that's where I grew up. And, you know, I, you know, the, the neighborhood taught me a lot. And my dad left when I was, like, 11. And, you know, I got raised on the streets, I would say, you know. And then I found boxing when I was 19, and, you know, changed a lot in my life, you know. And I came here four years ago, and, yeah. How'd you make it here to America? Uh, I, you know, I can, you, it's easy to get a visa okay. as a, as a, when you're from Sweden. It's pretty easy. You can, get a, you can get a regular tourist visa by signing, like, an application online. You get approved. And which one did you go for? Tourist yeah. or working? A tourist first, yeah. And how long did that take for your approval? I, I, 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, maybe an hour, yeah. But that's like three months visa. That's a three months visa, yeah. So how long did it take you to put this plan together to come to America and become a professional fighter? Yeah. I think it took me like three years, like in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember I planted the seed when I was here the first time. That was like seven years ago. And I like, I want to be here, you know. I want to be in Vegas. I want to be in Vegas. Seven years ago, this was before you were 19? It was before I was a pro. Okay. No, I was 19, 10 years ago. Okay. Or soon 11. I'm going to be 30 in November. But, but at 19 is when you decided you wanted to box. Yes. So how many years after that did you make it to America for the first time? Or was it before that? I was that? 20, 25 when I came in. For the first no, time? No, 26. 26. No, the first time I came here, I was like 23, 22. And what was the nature of that visit? Was that boxing that yeah, brought it was you here? Yeah, it was boxing. Tournament? It was boxing related. I came here just to like, you know, uh, like 
develop, you know, as a fighter. Because I knew this was like the mecca of boxing, you know. So I wanted to come in and get like the the experience to be here and see how people are like how the people how the people's mindset is here, how they train, you know. I wanted to learn new stuff. I wanted to get back home after that and keep, keep going pro. with my amateur career. No, I wasn't pro. Oh, I was you were amateur. amateur. I was amateur. Yeah. Okay. So I came as amateur. Wow. But that's when I decided, yo, because I always knew I want to be a pro. Because I never really liked the amateur style style, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? But so I always been wanted to be a pro, so uh, I decided I want to be in Vegas. And two, three years after I was here the first time, and now I'm here. You know, that was four years ago. You know. So has it been everything? Has it lived up to your expectations so far, Vegas? No, it hasn't. Why not? I mean, lately, yeah, because I thought it's gonna everything is just gonna be like that. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a it's a it's a long road, bro. And I realize it's a lot of sacrifices, a lot of a lot of work. What know, was one of the first sacrifices you realized you had to make? That I had to move here and leave my family back home. I haven't seen my family in four years. And you mean intermediate family or are you married with my, children over there? My family, everything. I'm, I'm married over there, no. No, my whole family, bro. Mm. My friends, my family, like people that I grew up with. Because back home, as I said, it's a segregated area. So we all grew, grew up with each other since kindergarten, you know. So our parents know each other from like back in the days. So it's like... You know, my friends is my family too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like anywhere else where it's like like a closed up, like segregated area, you know? People known each other from like two years old or whatever, you know? So your mom's back in Sweden? Yeah, my mom's back there, my sister's back there, you know, all my cousins, my dad, everybody, you know? But you FaceTime at least. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, of course, you know? But it's like it's 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 faded more by with the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like in the start, we started, you know, I FaceTime all the time, you know, I downloaded games to be able to play with them and, you know, but then, you know, it's the nine hours different and it's like, you know, they got their life and they got to go to bed by a certain time, you mm-hmm. know. Then, of course, I got other friends that live, like, they live a different lifestyle, but, you know, we don't really talk that much because we don't have that much. It's not that we don't have much common anymore, but it's more like they don't want to tell me stuff to stress my lifestyle out because they know how important the mindset is, you know? So they don't want to say, tell me certain stuff because they know it's going to affect my, my mental, you know? Because it's going to stress me out. So I just try to like, or they try to like, keep a lot of stuff faded, you know? So when you say that it's a third world country, like I, It's my not parent, a third world country. It's a regular, it's a mainstream but country. But outside the city, you're saying yes. it feels that way. It feels like it, yeah. Like so I, I wanted to get a little more detail because obviously my family migrates from the Dominican Republic, which is a third world country. So yeah. when you say that, I'm thinking dirt roads no, and poverty. Not, so I nah, want to know what you're not, seeing. Not the look of it, the act of it. Like, you know, that people be selling fruit outside. They be screaming like half price today, da, da, da. People don't really talk Swedish over there. Mm-hmm. And the culture is different, you know. It's just a different, like, uh, it's like a different country, you know. Maybe the look is still the same. It's still clean and everything. Like some places are dirty, of course, you know, not as dirty as like uh, like a third world country. That's super ghetto to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of like, yeah, you know, it got his it, it got his own like flavor to it, you know. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it's a different country. And is there a boxing culture there? Like I barely, barely. It so is. so when you decided at 19 to become a boxer, what happens? Where do you go? What what sort of what do you have? Hey, they got in... boxing facilities. They got boxing like gyms. You know, people are amateur boxers back home. We got a national team. We got all that, you know. But when, I, when I'm saying like it's not a boxing country, it's like 
people don't like boxing back home, you know? That's like a, I don't know how to say it, but like a poor man's sport. Not only that, also that it's like a lot of this, the regular Swede don't like it because it's so like dangerous, mm. you know? So it never started to pop over there with boxing, you know? So how do you like it? I mean, I have a like a family friend. He was a boxer before. And when we grew up, I decided to live like a different lifestyle than him. And but we were still like he was still like my brother, right? I call him my brother. So and he always told me like, yo, you should box, you should box, you should box. I, I came with him a couple of times to his sessions, you know. But right after the session, I smoked a cigarette or, you know, when this I'm talking about when I was like 12, 13, 14. So, but I always had it in my family, boxing, in my family, you know? I always had it in my family. And then I actually went to to jail when I was 17, 16, 17. Went to in jail. In Sweden. Yeah. I went to jail for like a year and a couple of months. Damn, and a whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to like Oh, 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 oh. That's yeah. that's some time. What you what you did? Um, I mean, there's private stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it's stuff that happened. Yeah, but anyway, I went to this place for that they, like a treatment center for kids. After that, because mm -hmm. they didn't want to let me. So, on I, this how old were you though when you did this year? Eight. Oh, I was seventeen. Oh, so to it was 18. juvenile. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know what juvenile is back here. It was a real like. It was a real jail over there. Not with old people, but up to like twenty three. Okay. Okay. So anyway, yeah. But so it's uh, the I don't know what it's called, yo. But what anyway? Detention center. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but anyway, after that, they they sent me to like a treatment center for kids, like a younger kids up to like 21, because they didn't want me on the street right away. They wanted me to like, I don't know, like develop. Right, I gotta slow you down though, because you still didn't want to become a fighter until 19, so you must have been fighting in this. Yeah, I've been situation. fighting my whole life since I was a little kid, bro. Okay, so being in the system, did you have to fist fight? Yeah, it happened. Okay, yes, it happened. Did that? I don't know, open the appetite for fighting? No, I always like to fight. Like Honestly, I always like to fight on the streets and stuff, you know? You know, and I always had that, like, <laughs> it's funny because, like, my friends always told me when I started boxing, they're like, yo, you're going to knock people out. I'm like, why? Because I always knock people out on the street. Mm. Always. Like, people were sleeping, like, <clears throat> like you know, <laughs> sleeping, sleeping. And I also, like, well, this is just a little story I want to say that we used to throw, like, rocks like on top of the project building and it's like a pretty high building, right? And I was the only one in my age up to like 20 that could throw these rocks over the building. So people knew that I like, even I knew it now today that I'm, I am very explosive, you know? That's where I get my power from. Mm. It's just, that's from, from the, those rocks. <laughs> Damn, building up the strength. How big nah. was them rocks, man? Nah, I'm joking with you. Nah, mm. but that's when I knew it. Like I, I'm super explosive, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. So you made it to America. How'd you link up with Ibn? And why'd you choose him to be God, your trainer? Bro. God put us together for sure. Bro. How? I want that so, story. I'm religious. Yeah, you want, okay, listen to this. So I came here as amateur. Oh, no, I came here as a pro. I mm. came here as a pro like the third time, the fourth time, whatever. And I actually sparred his brother. Okay. So I sparred his younger brother. And uh, so I knew Ibn. I knew who he was. I know, knew of him. I didn't know him as a person like that, you know? And then I was in that process to get my visa and all that. So we already knew about each other. And then one day uh, I went to Starbucks, like a regular day I went to Starbucks 
And of course, it was there get? because he's the Starbucks main man. You know, he should be sponsored by Starbucks for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I, what did you get? Yeah, what did you get from Starbucks? Uh, I was about to get a regular coffee, like a Americano something, a hot one. But he's he put me on the venti eyes Americano, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he put me with with cream. <laughs> oh. You know, and now nowadays it's oatmeal. Nowadays it's oatmeal because we on the diet right home. now. But other than that, it's cream. But yeah, so. I went there and I met Ibn there and I told him about that I needed like, uh, he said, what's up, Chan? What you doing? Like, what's going on? What are you doing there? And I told him, I said, I'm about to, uh, I'm trying to get my visa. Are you going to move out here? I said, yeah, yeah. And then he said, I might be able to help you because I needed some help to get my visa. Anyway, a sponsor, right? Whatever case is, I just needed some help, right? And he said he could help me, <laughs> this right? This guy's very private, huh? <laughs> I'm going to keep prying. Don't you worry. <laughs> Michael, bring yeah. the crowbar. We're getting in there. Nah, so anyway... <laughs> So I talked to him and he said, I might be able to help you. And I'm like, okay, like, why would he, why would this guy want to help me, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm like, what is he like, been, what was he, what is he winning about, like, what does he want? Yeah, what exactly. does he what want? What does he want to, to help me, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, yeah, you can meet me tomorrow or whatever in the evening or whatever. I said, okay, let's meet at Whole Foods. I told him, I said, okay, I'll meet you at Whole Foods. And I went to Whole Foods the next day. So y'all went to Starbucks to meet. To nah, I didn't. I just met him about a. I just met him about a like coincidence. Oh, by coincidence. Yeah, so that's so what I'm saying. A, it's they God. had a casual meeting at a, food, at a food place, and then they had a meeting in another food okay. place. Yeah, I, so I, we I met at Starbucks going. by a coincidence. By a meeting yeah. At Starbucks. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I think it's God, you know. And but anyway, I I told so, him let's meet up at Whole Foods to do like discuss this uh, thing he's gonna help me with. Okay. And uh, the day after, I actually got the help that I wanted from somebody else. Mm. But I felt like it was just an hour until I was supposed to meet Ibn, right? So I'm like, yeah, I still want to like... See what he was talking no, about. No, I still want to like, maybe, I don't know, bro. But I, when somebody's trying to help me, I want to give something back, you know? So I'm like, you maybe I can you know, give him a coffee deal or like some food or whatever, you know? Just like, just like you know, to appreciate what that he tried to help me. Mm -hmm. So I met him up there and I'm like, I already fixed it. And he was like, what am I doing here then? I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to give you like, I don't know, we can, maybe we can eat or something, you know, like... He said, nah, I don't want to eat. Like, we can just like drink water, whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we started talking about boxing. And when we started talking about boxing, that's when I realized, hey, yo, this man is on another level when it comes to boxing IQ. And, you know, I actually looked for a trainer and I was like, can I try out to train with you? And he said, yeah, there's only two or three things I want you to do. I never want you to quit. I don't want you to ask me any, like, I don't want you to argue with me about like what I'm telling you to do. And I think that was that was about it. And the third, like, look at me as an older brother when you talk, like, when you're in the gym. And yeah, after that, I've been attached to him, not only as a coach, but as a as a close friend and as a big brother and as a mentor. So, know? how were were you guys together from the beginning? Like your first fight? No, no my my seventh fight. Oh, seventh. I came seventh. in seven and zero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we got eight fights together, and all of them are stoppage except one. Nice. So yeah. So, when did you decide to go up in weight? Was that my last fight? Okay, my last fight. And what was the change? Why? Why light heavyweight? Because that's a big jump from light heavyweight to cruiserweight. Obviously, I'm a big guy, bro. You know, I'm very big born. I'm a big guy. I'm six three. You know, you know. But the thing is this: the light heavyweight thing was a dream. You know. You know, it was a dream to become a world champion and do my thing there. And, and then, then move up. Of course, I always wanted to move up. And I always thought it was going to be easier to be a cruising weight. 
because I can eat, I can do whatever I want to do, you know, I don't really need to stress about the weight cut, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, since I moved there four years ago, I've been in like diets since four years ago, you know, I've been cutting weight almost four years, or let's say three years and something right now because I've been, I moved up. But I've been cutting weight every fucking day, bro. Because it's like, you're going to have a fight? I'm not having a fight. You're going to have a fight? You know how the boxing, yeah, the boxing yeah, industry yeah. works. So it's like, you know, I've been cutting weight all the time. And, you know, I never got a fight. And, you know, and then when I did get a fight, like, I didn't perform as I do in the gym. You know, and Ibn told me that too. He's been trying to tell me, like, for a long time, bro, you should just move up to cruiserweight. You should just move up to cruiserweight. And I was the one arguing with him, like, no, bro, this is my dream. This is my dream. Don't take my dream away from me. <laughs> so, you know, I actually put him on the spot because if I'm telling him don't take my dream away from me, that's him like, all right, I can't say nothing about that. But he was right. <laughs> and I'm going through your box record. It looks like the closest you've ever come to 178. 178, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, that was the last fight. That was the last fight. I looked like shit. <laughs> yeah. I look like shit. Nah, I hear you, man. So, Ibn, talk to us, man. What what did you see in this guy that made you want to invest your time? I mean, when I when I look at a boxer, I'm looking at the inside, like who they are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just from a just from a, just a perspective of uh, talent wise, I remember I was training my little brother, and we went and we sparred him, and I was looking at him, and I saw a bunch of different problems he had as far as uh, technique-wise, but I saw the the natural ability he had, and I remember thinking to myself as I was training my brother, because I, I had my brother from 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 day one, and and I remember how hard it was to try to you know to get him to learn this 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 talent. And I felt like my brother had a bunch of uh, um, different gifts, but I remember thinking to myself, man, if I why can't I ever get somebody that's already has this like natural ability mm-hmm. like him, like Rob. I was thinking that to myself, right? And I said, but it, you know, God has it. I got to do what I got to do. It's no problem, you know, but I was just wondering. And then when he came to me and we met at the Starbucks, I was like, okay, you know, again, it wasn't about training or anything. I had just stopped working with my brother. And um, and I believe that God doesn't take anything from you without giving you equal or better in return. That's just my belief. Mm-hmm. And, and in my life, that's how it... It, it's always happened. So when I lose something, I actually get happy because I know I'm either going to find that thing back or I'm getting something better. A hundred percent. That's how I believe. So at the at that point in time, me and my brother, we had went through a situation where we decided that we weren't going to work with each other. And I felt like I lost something because I was like, dang, I put four years into working with this with my little brother and I love him. And um, but I just lost all that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was still happy that I showed my brother craft and the way that we work, make money, I still felt, felt like I lost something. So I got happy. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I go into the Starbucks. I meet. Uh, I just by chance meet Rob, you know, just trying to help him out. And um, we we get to talking. And then all of a sudden, he asked me to train, and that that came out of nowhere. So I, but then I knew. I said, you know what? This must be what what my um or better is going to be. You know, I mean. Equal or better, you know. I'm not gonna try to say nothing about my brother or anything like that, but that's why I felt like, okay, shoot, I was just now a year ago, or however long ago we sparred, was thinking to myself, what, why can't I ever get somebody like somebody like this? Is already like got this get this God gifted talent, and then all of a sudden it comes to me um, that I have this opportunity. Now, I also again I, I like to look at who the person is because I just don't want to train anybody. I, you know, when you when I train you, you're you're around my family. 
I'm investing my time in, in, into you. And it's not about the money for me. It's, you know, the time you cannot get back. You know, that's time I spend for my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, we ain't camp for six weeks, two months or whatever case. I'm never going to be able to get that. My, my kids may say, hey, dad wasn't there when I was growing up. And, um, you know, I, 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 I got it. You know, it's got to be justified. It's got to be worth it. Yeah, it's got to be worth it. So if I'm going to be around somebody, they got to have a good core to me. So some kind of inside uh, values that I like and that I... I so which, which are those values that he has? That I like, I mean, he just has a good, he has a good energy. Like his his presence is good. He's just an overall good person. I mean, I don't want to see whether he's so super honest or whatever. He, you can make mistakes. You can lie and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know. Did you did you eat pizza, Co Coach? No, I ain't eat no pizza. You know, okay, that's a lie. But you know, <laughs> uh, you know. Then he, the next day, ah, Coach, I feel bad. Why? I, I lied to you yesterday. What? What? You ate the pizza, didn't you? Yeah, coach, I feel bad. Like I like that 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 guilt, that quality right there that mm -hmm. makes him want to feel bad. Like I like that those types of things, you know. And I mean, he's just a good person, you know. So you don't have to be good to me for me to train you. I just gotta I just gotta feel your energy and, f and f have a good presence for me to be around you to because I'm gonna be around you for a long time. Now, what exactly was that natural talent? Because you're watching him spar oh. your brother. What did you see him do? Because when you telling when you use the phrase natural talent, I'm thinking Roy Jones, how he can lead with a left hook, or you know, Canelo, how he has that lateral movement. That's not Mexican like. So it's like that's some natural talent. That's a natural ability. What's Rob Safar's natural ability? First of all, this I, I believe that this guy is the hardest puncher out there for the cruiserweight division. That. That he's, but he just became a cruiserweight a fighter ago. So you you've obviously I, felt he was a puncher. A hundred percent. Like his his explosiveness is ridiculous. Like it's it's like a it's it, you just can't explain it. Like you know, you could talk to some people when you got like you can ask Lonnie, like Lonnie Lonnie B? Yeah, Lonnie B. He'll tell you, bro. Like he he has a different type of punch. It's just like unbelievable. It's like I would say it's like a mixture between uh uh a Gennady Golovkin and also a uh a um uh uh Benavidez. Like it's speed with pop with thud at the exact same time. I mean you say Benavidez, I'm thinking combinations. You know that man is like a bunch of punches come at you. So you you letting him go like that? No, 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 no. He's not. He has his, he has his own thing. I'm just saying, just trying to give you a a description of how to describe his power. That's one of the natural abilities that I saw. Also, he um like he he has this uh he, some people, you, you, like when they do business, like they always win for some reason. They always find a way to be successful at what it. I all from he always finds a way to come out on top. There, whether you call it luck or whatever, whatever you want to call it, he he has that ability to just find a way, you know. And um and when he was sparring my brother, um I I was able to. He was much more advanced than my brother at the time, but because I was able to pick out things that he was doing wrong, I knew what he was doing wrong, and we was able to exploit certain things. Um, but I still saw that now. He still, even though my my brother was punching him, and and to me, my brother busted him up that day. That's just to me. That's you know, not we, true. We we all. <laughs> That's not true. Damn, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? I mean, to me, my brother got the better. He got the better that day because you know. I, you know, I was coaching him, and I Rob, was just Rob, you just said that's not true, I mean, but you're not that, saying nothing coach. else. You can say whatever you want to okay, say. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. I let him slide. I, let him slide. I, I <laughs> wanted to hear you defend yourself. I mean, to me, I thought my brother got the better, but not because... It was because I was able to exploit the the, uh, the deficiencies in his in his boxing IQ at the mm -hmm. time. That's why. Because then he sparred my brother the, nec the next, uh, maybe two days later, and I wasn't there. And, I, and because I knew he was so dangerous... 
I talked to his coach, who's a good friend of mine now, Sargon. I said, hey, they said they need to, they need to work. I said, well, wait a minute, Sargon. I can't do that. I'm not going to be there. He said, no, don't worry. We'll work easy. I said, okay, if y'all can work easy, because I knew how good this guy was. And I knew my brother wasn't going to be able to pick out those things that were weak. Mm -hmm. um, and sure enough, I guess, you know, that next day he sparred my brother without me there. And he broke my brother's nose, mm. you know, because now my brother was broken or well, busted leaking. What was it? Because broken. I don't know. I don't, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't broken. It was busted. They had to stop the spawn because of because Leak. it was leaking. Yeah, because it was. Uh, but either way, he got the better, and I was a little pissed off because I was like, "Yo, I thought y'all was going to, you know, chill. You know, that's not right. You know, I was a little mad at him at that point. But you know, um, those are the things that I saw in him. I know he has that quality, man. He mm. just he's 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 a dog. So obviously the injury not something you guys wanted did slow the momentum up a bit. But what are you guys thinking as far as time time frame? You know to get back in the ring, or is, are you just gonna take take things a day at a time? No, I mean we haven't fought for ten months. Man, we, we so, don't worry. But this injury is nothing. It's nothing, man. yo. This is a blessing, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have better footwork. I'm gonna have the best jab in the business. It's some things that I want Rob to work on anyway, right? I, yeah. I told him he had to work on. Um, I wanted to get his run game really good. You know. Like that's something that I can be I like David Goggin. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're going to be running. We're going to get the lower body really, really in shape. And um, because he doesn't like to run, he doesn't. You know, he's just. You know, he a lot of times he relies off his explosiveness. But a lot of the explosive fighters they get tired really quick. You know, they can generate a lot of power and 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 but then they 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 gas. You know, it's like they they rev it up and then they mm -hmm. just got to gas. So I want to take this time. I think it's a blessing. Maybe God wanted us to slow down so that way he could take this time. Get his lower body right. We're gonna really get that run game really good, and then hopefully he'll be even. He'll have an explosivity and some longevity with his explosivity when we return. So, so you was totally bullshitting when you said trying to get on that David Goggins. What do you what? mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you said you hate running. He runs like 40, 50 miles. That's what, I'm saying. That's that's what, what we're gonna, gonna get. That's what we're gonna get that run game up, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be like David Goggins. I'm not like David Goggins. Yeah. We yeah, going to be no, running a lot. No, no, I was just going to ask because, like, how can you, you know, that's what I was asking. How do, how how would that apply to, to boxing, running for hours and hours? No, and that's just, okay. you know, okay. me just saying we're going to get our run yeah. game one. That's it. He's a <laughs> yeah. boxing fan, though. Who, David Goggins? Yeah, I I've met him that. at a fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've met I him didn't at a fight. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty tough mentally, bro. I got a couple questions here from the people. James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas says, Usyk versus Fury, who becomes the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world? Who? Talking about me? Yeah. Fury. Why Fury? Biggest size. Like, maybe probably the same boxing IQ, maybe a little bit better. But, you know, like, I don't, I don't believe size make a difference. But in this case, if you're on the same level skill-wise, size make a difference. Coach. Hmm? I, I'm. Uh, I was a big um, Usyk fan, but he let me down last fight. A lot of stuff I didn't like about that last fight. Even though I, I picked him to win, I, I, I didn't like what I saw last fight. So um, before I would have said Usyk, but now I'm. I'm 100 percent um, Fury. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. E e easy. Easy mm -hmm. Fury. You so know? what was it that you saw before? Well, I mean, he. I think. I think he fought the wrong fight. This fight. Um, I think he should have pushed it a little bit more. I think he waited around too much. He let he let um, uh, Joshua. Joshua, you know, kind of stay in his comfort zone a little bit too long. Um, I, I didn't I didn't like how he approached that fight, um, and um, I think that he the uh, Tyson Fury. He, 
he, he's got just too many weapons for him at this point. And I don't think he's going to he, – he, you're not going to outbox Tyson Fury. Um, you're not – you know, and the way he ran – this is just judging him from his last fight. The way he ran around with uh, – with uh, Joshua, you can't do that with Tyson Fury. He's just going to outpoint you. I mean, you know, Usyk could probably survive because he'll go into survival mode, and but he won't win the fight based on points. It'll be easy for Tyson, and he has nothing to 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 keep Tyson off of him. He don't have the crack to like, so he's got to outbox him. You're not outboxing Tyson. Yeah. So it's an easy fight for him. Mm. What Rob, what what happened in the in the in the Gracha fight? I know that guy. He fought Edwin Rodriguez. What happened? I mean, I'm just saying. But they didn't knock him out? Exactly. Your coach saying you got this right hand from the heavens, man. I mean, why you also got to remember that that's maybe why I moved up. That's the weight issue. I mean, bro, I'm not going to lie. I cut a lot of weight. I walk around right now 215 almost. Mm. I, I, went, I went down to 178. You guys know how much weight cut takes on people. Not so. just that, but to give it to Gracev. All them fights, he's only been stopped three times. But I would have yeah. stopped no, him if he would have fought. Thomas like, Oskuzzi didn't stop them, you know what I'm saying? Like, who? the tall South African. I, I watched know. that fight. It was on HBO and uh, a few other people. But no, I'm just, you know, I'm teasing since you're nah, it's since all good, bro. over here talking about you got the the, 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 that's fine. the hammer of Thor in your right hand. That is yeah. correct. <laughs> that is correct. I stand behind yeah, that. But that's, that's, that's why we moved out, bro. Basically, because yeah. my body didn't want to perform at light heavyweight. Yeah. Mm. I lost a lot of, even in the amateurs, bro. In the amateurs, like 81 kilograms is considered light heavyweight and 91 kilograms is like heavyweight, not super heavyweight, heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And every time I fought heavyweight, I knocked people out. But when I went down to light heavyweight, I was cutting like probably 14 pound, pounds every day. If I had a four day tournament, I fought, I, I, I cut 14 pounds every day. Mm. Yeah. Can I, no, it doesn't sound fun. Can I just speak on that just a little bit? I think that like when you have explosive fighters like Rob, and this is just for everybody who's in the boxing game, I think uh, maybe, and I don't have no scientific facts just to prove it, but I think maybe when you when you have when you have to generate that much power that quickly, the more you deplete your body, the, wor the just the worse you you are. You can't come back as opposed to somebody like Cody who is not as as explosive. But yo, you seen what he did, Rob? He what? came in, he said, we're not going to talk about Cody. Well, I'm he just brought saying, him up. Yeah. He's just, your favorite. Uh, Tell the truth. Both my fighters are my favorite. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when, you know, he's not as explosive. He's, like, more more got a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a longer in, endurance Yo, type of body, right? Danny, you know I ain't catch on. Cody must got the key fight. And he thought we knew or something. He like, I ain't talking about Cody. What what he got going on? As it, like, like I was saying about Rob. Um, the, the, <laughs> he fighting yeah. Ennis? Look, but like I was saying about Rob, um, when he went down, we noticed that every I, single I mean, time. I, 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 I know it, but I hope it's key. Ennis, because I, 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 I just met we Cody. I don't want Ennis. digging right now. Yeah. We, just, yeah, we talking about I, Rob. I, digging right now. I hope now. it ain't Gerard Ennis, because I just met Cody, man. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? We talking about Rob, again, like I was saying, that... Every we noticed that every single time he went down in weight, mm -hmm. if you look at his box rack, we we kept going down further and further and further and further. To his last fight, um, he looked just disgusting in that fight. Yeah, he, <laughs> he won the fight, bro. But I was like, we it was like it was like he lost the fight to us. We were so unhappy with that fight, and that's why I, I I was like, man, every time you go down, you you get weaker. You even in the locker room for that fight, he was trying to punch, and I'm like, yo, bro, why are you punching so hard? 
He's like, you know, I'm just trying to get, you know, but he told me later on that he was like tired and he couldn't, he couldn't get his energy. So we went into that fight tired. So that's when we had the discussion, bro, you, you got to go up and wait, man. You can't, three more pounds for you might be death. You know, when he was at 178, trying to make 175. You never know what pound is going to, you know, bring somebody over the edge. So uh, yeah. now, you know, we spar heavyweights now. You know, we spar anybody. It doesn't matter. He spar, he spar Jared Anderson, you know, who's one of the best. You know, um, we spar... Um, how many how rounds? How did that go? We, 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 we did. <laughs> what do you mean? It went well. How what many? How many rounds? How many rounds we went with him? Six? Yeah. Six rounds. Six? Yeah. With, with, with the best heavyweight out there. You, would you say Jared Anderson is a top prospect? Oh, absolutely. All right, well, we spoke Without him. a doubt. But that's because we're at, you know, he's healthy. Yo, he's not... text him, text him. Yeah, he... Ask him how it went. Yeah, <laughs> hey, ask him how it went. Six? Yeah. That's a lot. Nah, I ain't gonna front. I think that dude is super impressive. He I've, is. I've never seen a heavyweight train with uh, ankle weights. Only Tyson Fury, and I think I only seen Fury do that once or twice. I'm telling you, that dude is different. He did 200, what was it, 100 or 200? It was like 125. 125 double jumps while talking. Mm -hmm. he, that's why he's going to be a champion. No, he's, sure. he's, 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 so how was that, Rob? Because they say he the goods. I mean, you see what Tyson Fury said. Once Fury got in, they told I mean, oh, he do, that's, he do. that's the next world champion. I mean, he can definitely crack. He the sure. goods, but we the goods too. Well, that's why I want to know how that yeah. session went. Yeah, he can definitely crack. It was a sure. good session. You know, nah, I, can't, I didn't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that, Rob. <laughs> Rob talking about he could crack. That means you got punched. I don't want to hear that shit. Of course shit. I got punched, but he got punched too. So <laughs> okay. about, about, that's, what, that's what I want to hear. How about this? The whole time he was sparring, mm -hmm. I was worried about that punch that might knock him out. I was what? worried. I was, was worried that Jared might knock him out. Of course. He's a heavyweight. One of the best out there. So I'm, I was... I was worried because I know if he if Jared caught him clean, this was it when could be I night, night. like one ninety three. Yeah, he was small. How was your agility, or how was it dealing with his agility, or did that not show up? Because you and know, then second of all, we got another thing, but that's not an excuse or anything. But I had fever that day, so when I came in the gym, I was actually I thought I'm gonna spar somebody else. Yeah, somebody not that good. So I'm like, okay, I got fever. It's fine. I can go inside the gym because I'm gonna spar this guy. But then we came in the gym, he wasn't even there. And then right. Jared came in, and they were like. You want to spar him? And I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah I spar him, you know? At the top range gym? No, no it's at Bones, Jab, Bones. Bones Adams. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I spar him. So, yeah. It, it, got, it got heated. It definitely got heated. It, I'm sure it at Bones, because people start talking at Bones. You was know? people saying things from the outside? No, no there we wasn't just a lot talking, of people there. We, we were talking between each other. Because, okay. Because there I'm, wasn't a lot of people there. Okay. There wasn't a lot of people there. But again, look, I will say with... You know, Robin is the goods. Jared is the goods. You know, nobody's saying that, you know, uh, Robin can beat Jared. He's no, a heavyweight. No, nobody's saying that. But, you know, you know, the IQ is what pays the bills. You understand? So we had to come up with a plan to be able to be in there and survive and, and also try to get the better, you know, and not, and not, and not get injured. And that's, that's what boxing is about. That's what we train. That's I, how we train. So I, I want to ask both of you your thoughts on, because uh, it could potentially one day down the line be there. For you, your thoughts on the Bridgeway division? I don't know, bro. I mean, right now my, my main focus is to be a world champion in Cruiserweight, bro. I don't look at <laughs> stuff, you know? I looked at it. This, this question you might not like, obviously, especially uh, being as though you're trainer to us, you know, Badu Jack from back in Sweden. But, like, you know, boxing is always looking to have the torch passed. And, you know, he's one of the most famous Sweden fighters. And he moved up to Cruiserweight. It ain't your fault. Like, he's in your division now. Is that a fight that you would want 
to kind of get that torch passed from someone that's been fighting here in America and established for a while? Bro, I don't like talking like that because he's from Sweden, you know. I know the guy, you know, and he invited me to his house and everything, you know. But, I mean, nothing is going to stand in my way for being a world champion. For sure. I can just say that. And if somebody wants to stay in my way, then (laughs) I'm going to run over you, bro. So, Coach, is it hard getting him fights or pitching him to networks and promoters, being as though he used to be a light heavyweight, now you're trying to sell him as a cruiserweight? No, I don't, I don't think. We haven't, right? This is his first fight at cruiserweight, right? So we really haven't. And then now we're on the bench again, right? So we, I don't really know how hard it's going to be. I just think boxing is about maybe you might put a word in somebody, and then all of a sudden you're on. It could just be this, that simple. you know, Or it doesn't. we, we just keep improving our craft while we wait. You know, when is your time, it's your time. So. For sure. Speaking of waiting, uh, we still got a few more minutes before we get our next guest. So I know that uh, obviously your nephew's fight fell apart, but he just got another fight. Big fight. Dangerous. More dangerous, I think. Who's that? I don't even know. Oh, he's not your nephew cousin? Is it cousin? I don't even know what you're talking about. You know when I, I see, we, know what you, you know there's about, seven, bro. it's like 32, Yo, cam- right there's 32 here, cameras in here. They caught you smirk the minute I said your nephew, man. What are you talking about, We definitely about, need to put a look, just a little bit of more soundproofing in here, though. But listen, <laughs> your nephew, Rockman didn't get the Jake Paul fight. Now he got the Victor Belfort fight. He just knocked out Evander Holyfield. Are you nervous? You see I don't know what- who you talking about, bro. Who are you talking about? Bro, the interview is damn near <laughs> over. Bro. Yeah, let's end it with, with, with Rob. What, what's Rob? Rob, what is your uh, next thing you want to do? This guy, Terry. Well, Rob, <laughs> can I get your prediction on the uh, Hasim Rahman Jr. and Vitor Belto? That's fight? right. You know him. I, I mean, he I don't, like I don't know. Him. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen Hasim fought. I haven't seen the other guy fought, so I can't tell you that. You sparred Hasim. No, I never sparred Hasim. <laughs> what? You ain't. You, you let him spar your brother, not your nephew? I don't know what you're talking about again. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Oh, this guy's going off. The- <laughs> There's people outside. Man, we are. We're going to come back. <laughs> Give me an intermission, man. We're going to take a picture with these guys, man. Give out your social media, Rob, for anybody yeah. out there who hasn't been following you. You can follow you. Where could they yeah, do Rob that? Rob Safar, R-O-B-Z, Safar, S-A-F-A-R. So. And Coach Ibn, where can they catch you at? Ibn Kaysen. All right. We'll be back. Peace out. Ibn, why are you playing hardball? Yeah.
keep on prying, keep on trying. One, one, two, one, two. I'm back. Should have did that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us once again. We just wrapped up a fantastic interview with Rob Safar and his coach, Ibn Kaysen. And we're back to talk and discuss what's next with Tiafimo Lopez, Daniel Alvarez. Obviously, he came out and called our friend Arno Barboza a bum and said that he's the A-side. Don't be trying to line him up with Arno Barboza. Uh, so I don't know. I, look, how important is this Heisman Trophy slot that he's going to be fighting before or after? How, how's that work? What exactly? You know, give us the details because I don't know anything about that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, for the last couple of years, they've had the top ranked card just following the top, uh, the Heisman celebration. So Teal's been on that slot a couple of times and whatnot, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, put the camera on them. <laughs> they banged on the window. <laughs> Damn, y'all taking years. Come on. Oh, and then y'all get the wrong camera. Oh, my God. Too late. Too late. They're like, we ain't never used that camera before. No, it's because it's, it's set up on the guest. You don't see it? It's that one right there. No, it's that one, bro. Oh, is that up there? Yes. I That's think. for that. Oh. Um, yeah. All right. I didn't look. I I, I knew someone because I heard Ibn <laughs> couldn't take it. <laughs> then there was someone getting his attention for sure. But I, I had to mute my mic because I couldn't take it either. Oh, you were laughing too? What? I, could I hear, was dying. I could hear and see Ibn in tears. No, it's, it's quite interesting to do a show here. I'm actually happy I'm in this chair because I could just ignore him. I'm like this. I'm like, I'm not going to look at you. I'm yeah, not. like right now I'm looking at you, but I see that little kid with a little Nike shirt right there. And it was like, he just looked bad as hell. Like you could tell he'd be throwing tantrums in the store. <laughs> Yo, speaking of tantrums, we all know Tio can throw a few of those, man. What do you think it's going to be? What? The fight, yeah. I mean, no bar Barboza trash. It's gonna be some. Man. You don't think so? You don't think the Ryan Garcia rumors are true? No, because for one, it would have to be a pay per view, right? Yeah. Agree or disagree? Agree. So that card always starts late because the Heisman has like the prime time slot. So they start at like seven thirty p.m. already. So it's Eastern? Like, no, Pacific. So like ten thirty on the East. The card, not even the main event. The card. So it's like, what, you your main event going to start at, what, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern? It's not like it hasn't been done before. What fight? I've never seen it. Canelo? 
Canelo. The zone, remember they waited after the UFC? Yeah, it wasn't that late though. Mm. Something that might need to be fact checked. But is that fight big enough for them to just go? You know, ESPN really doesn't do pay per view. The only reason we even considered pay per view is because that's what Teal was telling us. ESPN has done big fights on free TV. What if they do Ryan Teal TV? Can you believe it if that's the case? Or you don't even see Ryan and Teal mixing it up because it's Golden Boy and Oscar and, you know, they go back. I mean, we'll see. Right, we'll see. I don't know that if that fight happens, they're able to afford it and not put it on pay-per-view. Like, able to afford it without putting it on pay-per-view. I mean, do you think that Ryan Garcia will be paid more than Lomachenko? Do I believe Ryan Garcia? Because um, remember, Loma was the A-side, big check versus Tio. Yeah. They did that for free on TV. That's what I'm trying. I'm just establishing they did some pretty big fights on regular ESPN. Yeah, um, that was just a fight during the pandemic. So that was a fight they didn't even have attendance for. So was that a fight that they told both guys, like, yo, we can't even sell tickets. So be, let's be realistic here. I mean... You know there was there was plenty of reports that Loma got three point something mil for that fight, and 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 Tio definitely got one and a half or over. Mm. So you know, pandemic or not, again the promoters found the money to do it even without an audience and give it away for free. I don't know, I don't know, man, I don't know. But uh, let's let's rule out. I mean, no, I mean, do you believe that Ryan is an option? That Ryan is a free TV option for December. I at Madison I guess, Square I guess, Garden. I guess. I guess when you consider him being on another network, it's almost impossible for him to be on ESPN as a free TV unless they completely paid the rights or won the right. I don't know. Like he's got to walk away from the network, and you know it just doesn't sound that way when you're watching uh, Joe McCroskey on Twitter say that. You know, he doesn't normally talk about things on uh, Twitter and social media, but he made it clear that Ryan was under some sort of deal with the zone. So I don't know. But I'm going to pull up the rankings. So and, now, uh, if you think about it, Ness, if you were to do a, uh, a pay per view, mm -hmm. you could involve both networks. But then if you're doing that, I don't know once again how realistic that Heisman date in December is. I hear you. Well, uh, I got the rankings pulled up. Gentlemen, if you want, you can uh, screen share these for the people following alongside. And uh, obviously, you see Josh Teller still holds the Ring Magazine uh, title along with the WBO. The IBF, I believe he vacated, did he not? Yes. It is vacant. WBC's vacant. Arthur, uh, excuse me, Arbelto Puello just won that WBA, which is someone who's not technically with PBC, but he is with Bobby Santos, and you heard Bobby Santos. He's he's loyal. That being said, um, do you think Al wouldn't mind if Bobby made a deal with Top Rank to put Puello and Tio in that slot? I mean, if I'm Al, I'm upset. Obviously, I've given your fighter clout, got him to the title shot now. 
you take him to his biggest defense on another network, I'm not happy. Yeah, because now what does he get out of it should uh, Poya lose that exactly. now? Uh, one less belt on how many would say our side of the street if you're, you know, PBC, Al, anybody over there. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that Poyo's, uh, I mean, if. It, well, it's a title it, shot. It's a title shot. So I'm sure the, 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 the network is happy and the promoter can sell it. I'm not saying it's guaranteeing it to be a pay-per-view because it's a title shot, but it definitely strengthens it. It, it sounds better than, than Arno Barboza for Tio. It's like, all right, you don't want Barboza here. Here's a title shot versus Arto, Alberto Puello. Mm. You know? Because other than that, you got Zepeda and Prograde in a purse bid. So we're just waiting on a date for that. I think, like you spoke of earlier this morning, I don't even know if you remember, but um, it might have been Bo, uh, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I, th I think that was Bo, and I think uh, Jose Ramirez is a great... You know, it's just like, damn. Now, he pulled out of a fight, though. Well, he yeah. pulled out of a fight for a wedding. Yeah, he had the title opportunity on the BC side, on the WBC side. So, so is he going to want this opportunity? Is he ready the, for this or opportunity? Or does he want to go fight the winner of Cepeda and Regis, get that belt should he win, and then in his eyes fight the winner, you know? IBF is vacant. Could it be Tio? Catterall? I think it's Matias fighting for that IBF from Sabra my understanding. Yes, from my understanding. I don't know where Tio goes, man, for this Heisman Trophy uh, fight. He's already beaten Liam Prado in the WBO for the number two. He was already the number one. Jose Ramirez is three, who 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 we spoke about, and and can possibly still be busy. Barboza is someone he doesn't want. I mean, Sandor Martin, yes, he has the Mikey win, but is that big enough to bring him on ESPN and do something? Shout out to Cesar Francis from Panama that cracked the rankings. That's one of your boys' boys. That's Jared's boy. That's where I met Jared for the first time in person. He was uh, at one of these local shows for Cesar, mm. supporting him. Yeah, I mean, do you think they'll do with Jose Pedraza? Well, Pedraza just caught a, a draw to Come, so he's not even available. I mean, I'm sure he can be for December, but it doesn't make sense for them to bring him right back. Yeah, what appeal would that be, you know? I mean, I'm just saying on that top-ranked side, it's it's not a lot of people. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He needs to be more realistic, you know? He says no to uh, whoever... to to to. My God, but who else is it? You know, he needs to be a bit realistic and and see what's out there. Javante, well, from my understanding, is looking for an opponent for December. That would be amazing, and that that's definitely something that I think that the two entities can come together to do and and make big money. I mean, Tank made it clear that you know he doesn't need belts to sell out; that he makes five times the amount of Devin. Do you think that's true, though? Nah. Definitely nah. not five times the amount five of Devin's times, last yeah. paycheck, right? Because that's like fifteen million. Oh, uh, yeah. Might I mean, be more than that. Yeah. I mean, it was two point eight, so I just rounded up. Right? Didn't okay. Devin make two point eight? I thought it was slightly more, but 
What, 2.9? Nah. I heard 3.5. Damn, slightly, homie. That's almost four. Like, I'm over I'm barely three. You saying slightly four. That's a, that's not slight. That's a lot. 700,000. Brother, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. But yeah, regardless, I don't think that is the case. Not really my concern, though. Mm. My, you know. But we should have our second guest. Yeah, I want to believe that that's the reason uh, Shoe, excuse me, the reason Bo and Micah, yeah, yeah. Micah went to go get him. I yeah, guess Shoe Shoe was in the building. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't feel. Hopefully that is the case. Hopefully he's not uh, upset at the thumbnail the way you are. I wasn't upset. I'm going to be real. That didn't look like Rob so far in the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. We're definitely going to show him what the thumbnail looks like. See if he's not happy with his shaved eyebrows. Like, yo, y'all got me on some nah shit. <laughs> All right, well, there goes Shoe walking in now as we speak. Okay. Pop's got the GoPro on the on head. The head. You yeah. got the GoPro on the head. Yeah, we, we see you, Pops, getting all the action. All, all the shots. You know yeah, I mean? man. But yeah, we will have what is five Amateur and standout. Five and oh now, I believe. Five and oh four knockouts from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Bruce Susu Carrington ahead of his next fight. September 23rd, Prudential Center, Newark, New Jersey on the Shakur Stevenson undercard. A lot of fighters on that undercard, huh? Word. Yeah, a lot of fighters on that undercard, man. It's going to be a yeah. stacked one, without a doubt. Keyshawn's on it, obviously. Absolutely. You have, uh, cash flow on that card as well. Obviously, Shushu Jahat Tucker, mm -hmm. I know, is on that card. Uh, the rematch, Antoine Cobb and Jalen Phillips is on that card. So. Yo, I seen that. Yeah. Jalen is on that card. He posted it the other day. He's feeling good. He got an award from Top Rank. Did you notice? Nah, what's the award? You're lying. He got an award for Boxer of the Month, most improved boxer in the month of August. Okay. Yes, sir. You sleeping okay. on Jalen. I'm telling you. Sure. What's up? What's goody? What's goody? Chill. What up? What's good with y'all, man? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. Just grinding. We were just talking about Jalen Phillips, man. He, he's too big for you to get work with, right? Is Jalen Phillips, how, nah, I mean, how much he weigh? He been in the gym with you. Sometimes you don't know him. Oh, Jalen. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Me and Jalen. Actually, no, he's pretty good. I like him. I, I never got work with him, though. But not, hey, he working in the lab, man. That's uh, what I took. Hey, he Yo, got some potential, man. They just man. gave him an award. Top rank game on award for, for the most improved fighter of the month for yeah. August. And uh, I've been seeing it, bro. Like, I know he lost to Abdullah Mason and somebody mm -hmm. else. But obviously, those are standout fighters yeah. that he lost to. But... He been sharpening up. Last time I see him spawning there, man, he cut somebody up. I ain't going to yeah. say no names, but yeah. he was cutting them up. Hey, I like the work that he's doing with uh, Bullet. Bullet got him really sharp and, uh, you know, build, building his confidence and everything. And, you know, he's coming in strong this next fight, uh, September 23rd. But he got his rematch coming up. So, uh, that ain't what Danny wanted here, because you know that's Danny Boy, Antoine Cobb. Hey, no, no, no. That's my that's my boy, too. I'm just yeah. saying it's going to be a good fight yeah, between be the two because – I'm in the see like my boy Antoine Cobbs, and he you know he bring what he bring to the table, but you know I'm in the lab with Jalen right now, and I'm seeing what he's bringing to the table. And hey man, it's gonna be a good fight. Mm. It's gonna be a real good fight. Nah, I'm hearing um, 
he dedicating the fight to a special someone. So we'll see. Right, well, Danny? Who are you talking about? Antoine or uh, Jelly? Jelly. Uh-huh. I don't fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like, you asking me, boy. I don't know <laughs> shit, man. I know I'm going to be there September 23rd. Right, and that's right. that. What the fuck? <laughs> so how's Cobbs looking in the gym? Wasn't you in Houston with him? Man, yeah. We don't talk about... Y'all talk about what's going in the gym. I don't, we don't talk about what's going in the gym. My yeah. boy, nah, nah, you know <laughs> he, he wanna talk about what's going on in the gym. Yeah. Now. <laughs> nah, yeah, he. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'll say this: Shakur, Shakur was impressed with the sparring. So mm. if core, if core impressed, I'm impressed. You know. So shoot, sure, man, you're back in Vegas. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Obviously, you're loving training out here, or what? What's what's causing you to come out here West Coast instead of the East? Oh no, nah, definitely Especially the with training. this fight, right? Because your yeah. fight is gonna be in Newark, so it would have been yeah. just a hop over the bridge. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. But for me, it's like I like being more than ready. Like you know the the weather conditions and everything, and then uh, you know the treacherous heat and the mountains. So and stuff you think that's up. a good picture? Or couldn't they use nah, the they better picture? update me. Yeah, yeah come on. I, I, yeah, I got a bunch of pro on? pictures yeah, and stuff that's now, what I'm man. Saying. I, said, like, I said, go with the shaved eyebrow. He trying to wow. Wow, he from New nah, York. Son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just bad shading. You nah, wild. Dude, yeah, nah, man. You got yeah, to update the picture. You got two professional Pictures of the other dudes next to me, man. You know, update me, me a little let bit. Let me ask you. Uh, I got a chin here now, a little. Come on, I've been working <laughs> hard for this, man. Right. <laughs> sure, let Yo, me ask you. Tell Jimmy. Have you seen the door at uh, Top Rank? The yeah, new, yeah, the, the new door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What definitely. you thinking? Yeah, nah, that's dope. Like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, uh, you know, in due time, you know, I'm going to definitely see my face up there. But you for know, sure. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, do what I got to do to work today. But, nah, it looked beautiful. Though. Everybody that's up there, you know what I mean? All my people. I see some of my boys up there, everything, you know, Keyshawn and Jared and all them. Like, they doing their thing, and I'm, um, it looks sweet. I like that new door they got up there. Yo, how they take down Fury, man? I mean, man. Fury, he, he in and out, man. But I, th- I think it's more so, like you said, because he's in and out. Like, you know, it's more so they don't really know yeah. what his next move is for real. So, you know, they and, just like, for the meantime. And you got to show love get, to the dudes that's coming in That's there. coming up right. Exactly. So, in the meantime, yeah, let's just get these other guys some little shine. So, yeah. I so, respect it. obviously, with you uh, transitioning training camps out here, you don't even got to worry about sparring because just showing up to top rank yeah. is always someone there. Yeah, nah, def- that's that's the reason why. I'm out here, you know, like I was explaining, like, the, you know, treacherous conditions, the heat and everything, and me running up these mountains. You're not getting all of that in New York. And then on top of that, all of the, like, big-name fighters that want that work, they all come out here to spar, and and it's, like, the best place to be. I assume I'm going to um, move out here, to be honest. Like, I really want to invest a lot of my boxing career, a lot of my time out here training and becoming the best fighter I can be. That's amazing. And I think that's an, uh, an intelligent decision Thank because, you, you know, Danny says it all the time, man. Uh, you're going to find a plethora of work out here. Yeah, and like yeah. you said, the conditions are are, are to get you fight ready. Um, but they're keeping you ready at top ranking, mm-hmm. or, or or should I say busy, man? It's, yeah. It feels like every month, no? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I would say, like, every other month at times. Like, yeah, like, you know, uh, I definitely love the activity because of the fact that I know the more active I am, the better I get. I'm a person that likes to adjust, like, I can adjust to anything and every one of my opponents. And then I adjust even in my own style to where I want to add on certain things. And, you know, I like the performances of my last fights, but, like, I like to just try to get better each and every time I step in that ring. So, you know, this is just the early stages of Shushu right now, man. This is, y'all going to see much more of me. Y'all going to see a lot, you know, 
you know, different things that come in the ring every single time I fight. And uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be, this is just the beginning. Yeah, what's the spot? Uh, the vegan spot with the shakes. Cafe. Coffee, no fur. Yeah, no fur. I heard about that. I heard about oh, that. Oh, why drink. you vegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been full vegan. Well, not okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Only camp? Yeah, no, 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 no. So okay, I adopted the vegan diet. Like mm-hmm. I only do the vegan with the food. Like I, you know, I can't say that I'm vegan. I'm only on a plant based diet because like I respect their culture. Like you know, like I still wear fur coats. I still wear leather and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna say that I'm a vegan. So yeah, so you know, politically correct, I'm on a plant based diet, and I've been on a plant based diet for five years. Wow. Straight. This is a lifestyle, though. This is not nothing that I just do for camp. So, wait a minute. You ain't even eating meat out of camp? Nah, nah, not at all. Oh, wow. Because Tim Bradley used to do vegan for camp. For camp. Yeah, yeah. No, man, it's a lifestyle thing for me because I want to, like, man, you got to want to enjoy life and live life properly. Like, I want to be able to grow old and be able to, you know, breathe right and just move right and everything like that. And, you know... you're able to cure certain diseases and stuff like that with eating right. Like, you know, if you have the medicine and everything like that, that's just, it's a treatment. It's just treating you and treating you. You got to keep giving money and money. That's how, like, the pharmaceutical companies, that's how they get you. That's how they trap you in that because you're just getting that treatment every single time you're hurting, get a little ache. Like, nah, I want to cure myself. I don't want to feel like I'm being hustled out of my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take matters in my own hand and be vegan. Damn, what sort of literature did you run across five years ago? Because mm-hmm. aren't you 20? 25. Okay, yeah. at 20, what changed your life like that? Yeah, well, I was That's watched... a huge step. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And it was funny because I went cold turkey with it, too. It was, mm. That was tough. That was tough. Um, I uh, watched the documentary. You used to get those headaches in the beginning? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you get those withdrawals. It's like it's like you want to... It's like you a, a, you a drug addict or no, something. Like, not for real, seriously. Uh like I had those crazy withdrawals, those cravings of like you know, one eat burgers and one eat pork and all of that type of stuff. Like I ain't, like it was just I was just I used to eat really bad. And when I watched the documentary What the Health on Netflix, um, with my dad, that changed my life. And mainly more so because I noticed like I used to always wonder like why you couldn't, you know, reverse certain diseases just by taking all this medicine. You gotta take medicine all your life and pop these pills, and I, it just didn't seem like a life that I would want to have a chance to get into and cross over and have to experience when I get older. I didn't want to do that. And so it was more so like, man, I'm going cold turkey with it. And it was real rough in the beginning. Expensive too. It was, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it depends on, uh, you know, what you do, how you, like me, I like to cook food my, myself. I like to cook at home. And so I just buy whatever I can to cook at home. But, uh, yeah, no, man, like in the beginning, it was real tough because a lot of vegan friendly restaurants that have a vegan options weren't around at the time. A lot of vegan restaurants, period, were not around at the time. And it wasn't like a fad. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a trend yet. So it was really tough. But nowadays, it's super easy. Now I feel like they got it down to a science to where you can find places that have everything. These, everything. Like they got these chicken sandwiches that taste like chicken and these burgers and these chicken and waffles. And my favorite place out here in Vegas is called Vegan Nation. Mm. And, and that's, the, that's on uh, Carson, I believe. Somewhere on Carson, right by Fremont. Nah, that, that cafe, no fur, milkshake. No. Uh. Not milk, though. Uh, not milk. <laughs> what is it, like almond milk or something? Yeah, almond, milk or something? Yeah, almond, almond ice cream shake. Ooh. I'm like, I don't know how they made it. That sucker good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll be trying to tell people, man. Like, I'll be trying to tell people, like, it's really good and y'all should try it. Even if, you know, if, you know, y'all might not like it. Not for, for, I feel like a lot of the vegan food, it tastes a lot better than a lot of food I used to eat. Mm. So, in all of the stuff that you eat, like the meat and everything, you have to season it and but everything it's with hard, vegan though. stuff anyway. 
you got the season and stuff, vegan stuff you, anyway. If you chilling with your friends and then y'all all hungry, it's like they you gotta, gonna be the eyeball out because it ain't nowhere there's vegan. It's hard to find vegan. We, we was just entertaining like the the owner of Sprayground mm. came out here and. He, we didn't know nothing vegan. We had mm. to Google, and it was everything was far. Obviously, you know he's vegan, so he can find those things. He mm. got apps and shit, but like right, right, right. It wasn't as easy, man. Yeah. And then you feel uncomfortable. It's like I'm hungry as hell, but you vegan. I didn't <laughs> want to say nothing because you can't eat nothing. Right? Nah, man. Listen, you just gotta just find those restaurants that have vegan options. Like mm. you know, I've always go to these, and whenever I have a friend. And you know, we try to go out to eat or something like that. Like, man, I gotta have go to a restaurant and have vegan options, and then you know, we could both be happy. You know, that's just kind of how how you gotta play the field. So, what weight were you fighting as as an amateur? Um, I used to fight at man, I, I used to fight at one forty one. I used to fight at one thirty two, one thirty eight, and then I finished off at one twenty six. And how long would you say you were at one twenty six as an amateur? Like about a year, I would say fully. I was, yeah, about, about a year, maybe a little bit more than a year. Yeah, because 2020, mm, a little bit more than a year. And at that time, you were not vegan? Uh, no, I was vegan. Oh, I've I been vegan the whole time. Yeah, wow. I was vegan the whole time. And that's actually the, the reason you why I was able to go down, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, you know, I used to just, I ain't going to lie, man. Like, I was a little lazy when it came to, like, kind of going down to 26. Like, so many people for years, man, like, man you should go down to 26, man. You small, you small. But me, like, I, I I, just believed in my power so much, and I'm walking these bigger guys down. I'm beating these bigger guys down and everything. I'm like, man, I don't need to do none of that. Like, what's, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to do that work. But, you know, it, it was right. It, honestly, like, because, like, you, you got to be smarter. When you, you know, you got to really preserve your body, preserve your career and everything like that. And so it was the best thing for me to go down and wait so I can be able to, you know, really get that work and really feel stronger. And honestly, me being at 26, the work that I got to get down to 26, it's no question that I'm going to be in shape every single time I fight. So me being vegan as well, that was easy for me to, you know, chop down that weight in order to like me make, to make it comfortably. Yeah, I was just trying to get at like, does the vegan diet, is it going to give you um, unlimited years at 26? Or mm. do you see yourself moving up? Because guys like Ponce de Leon stood at featherweight forever. Mm. I don't know I don't know that Ponce moved up. Mm. And um, even Mares was in his division for a long time at 118 for mm. a minute. Uh, so just, you know, do you, are you the... Because now, like you said, you spoke about fads and trends. The yeah. trend in boxing now is to undispute. It's right. no longer to stay there and be B-hop no more. Right. You know, so what What do you want to do? Uh, well, for me, um, at this point in time right now, you know, I just want to just climb up in these ranks. And uh, my, my main focus, my main strap right now, my main thing is to get the strap, you know, uh, in due time. Um, I'm taking my time, uh, building my name, building my brand, and do what I gotta do, you know, you know, to, in order to be a uh, uh, um, household name. Um, you know, it, when the time comes, in order to talk about them, the other belts and stuff like that, and, you, and uh, uh, unify, and then go undisputed and stuff like that. You know, then then you know, then we'll talk about that. But as of right now, my main goal is just to work my way up the ranks, get up in them, you know, contender numbers and everything like that, top ten, and then uh, you know, get that strap whenever the time is right. What was the total uh, amateur fights you had? About 286. Wow. Yeah. So when you say take your time, uh-huh. what does that mean? Because Shakur, and I'm not comparing you, but I'm just trying to, again, 
interpret correctly what mm-hmm. you're saying. Like Shakur became a champ at what, 13 and 0? Mm-hmm. Is that considered rushing to you? Um, it all depends for for because uh, you know, I I get a different type of exposure, you know, if uh, you know, uh with my fans and everything like that, and me being from New York and stuff like that. So even when I try to say, um, try to take my time, a little bit of not a little bit of that might not might be faster than what it could be because people are just gonna be like, Oh, shoot you, I wanna see you fight again, fight again, fight again. So I think it's more so of uh it could be probably like on a Shakur route. It could be. It could be a little later than that for real, for real because um I noticed that Shakur like he really started to pick up, I think, in in his fourth year of as a pro. And I know I know I noticed a lot of the guys that uh, come out in the Olympics and stuff like that, like they really start to pick up their name and their stuff on their in their fourth year, third or fourth year as a pro. So um you know, we're going to see. We're just going to fill it out. We're going to see. And then when the time is right, you know, when the time comes, excuse me, then uh, I guess, you know, I'll be, I have a clearer answer to, you know, give you that. To, nah, to answer and that to be champ, clear. It moves. It seems like that Core became champion his second year pro. His second year. So he turned pro 2017. He turned, he became champion 2019. Mm. It was towards the end. Oh, you right. You totally so right about that. It was about two and a half years into uh, his career. But you totally right about how that. How many one. how many fights he had uh, in that first year? In the first year, so he turned pro in April. Uh, four fights, four fights. The first, uh, so in twenty seventeen, four fights in twenty eighteen, and then he had three fights. Before in 2019, before uh, fighting for the title, because mm-hmm. it looks like Shushu's about to have a fight anniversary in seven days, right? Would be the the first fight. Uh, a, fight. A Wait. year from your first fight, it looks like you fought uh, October 9th of 2021. Yeah, 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 right, right. That's oh, true. damn, not seven days. We're yeah, a whole yeah, month yeah, away. A whole month, yeah, I'm yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I'll fought, I'll fought in October. Shout out to Hardeng. Shout out to Hardeng. If it wasn't yeah, for you, I wouldn't forget. That was on forget. the Wilder Fury 3 undercard. Yeah, October 9th. He made his 9th. pro debut. Yeah, so you don't uh-huh. even have a full year as a pro yet. Nah, yeah, nah. So, so me, y'all, so in talks of me, you know, taking my time and all that. I'm just starting, man. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even, we got to fill that out first before I even give y'all a clear, a clear answer on that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just, uh, again, interested because of those amateur fights and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people had high expectations in the amateurs for you and then they took away your, your entire weight class, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah, I was tough. That was tough. Uh, I honestly felt like I was really comfortable at that 132 weight class, but I think them taking away the weight class was the best thing they could have did for me because... I didn't think that I was able to make 126. I probably wasn't even thinking about it, really, of trying to even go down there and me coming. I probably would have turned pro at, like, 130, like, you know. And I don't think that's a bad weight class for me, but 126 is a much better fit. And I just love the fact that I was able to get down there and then I'm able to perform the way I do. Having four fights now on ESPN, Yeah. Three. how has Tim... Three. My first fight wasn't on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. How has Tim Bradley been with you in terms of criticism? You know uh-huh. he's, you know he's he's gives his opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, Tim is a uh, real stone cold, and uh, he 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 keeps it a hundred. But you know, as of right now, I'm keeping him happy. Okay. You know, so he right hasn't now. he hasn't said anything negative yet. Um, uh, well, I wouldn't say that he hasn't said. He he has some like you know little, little critiques here and there. But uh, you know, I'm 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 not no finished product. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm gonna continue to you know progress and keep getting better. And I appreciate any type of criticism that he has to you know 
say it, whether if it's positive or negative. I don't really, you know, I, I'm I'm with it all. Like I, I, if if it's if it's something that's gonna elevate my game, I'm all ears. So now you're the fight before the co-main event this time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. So are you opening up on ESPN? Do you know or? Nah, man, they only gonna have two slots on ESPN: the co-main and the main event. I wish I was able to, you know, have my first TV uh, debut. For this card, this is a huge card, but uh, hey, you know, my, my time going to come. It so, is what it so is. So what is it on the app, though? It's on the app. It's okay. I'm basically the main event on ESPN+. Plus. Okay, okay. So that'll be exciting. Uh, talk to me about just the other guys on that card. I know a lot of you uh, have came up with uh -huh. each other and things like that. Obviously, yeah. Shakur main event. Yeah. Key is co-main event. You're on the card. Obviously, you and Cashflow been getting in work, working yeah, alongside each other yeah. um, for this camp. So just talk about some of the other guys to keep an eye out for uh, September 23rd. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, man. Like, you know, you saying the names right there, you know, Keyshawn Davis, you know, I think I think he's about to come out here, actually, and finish off camp, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's going to finish off camp, uh, like okay. his last two weeks out here. Um, And then, uh, yes, uh, it's cash flow. Me and Cash, man, we've been working on, like, you know, uh, alongside with each other. We just uh, went over to a gym. And you know, spar some dudes and everything like that. But every morning we we just in there just pushing each other each and each and every workout. We doing three a days, man. Three workouts a day. Waking up at five o'clock in the morning, putting in that work. And then uh, you know, uh Shakur Stevenson, you know, he I, I already know he grinding doing this thing in the gym. He a gym rat, man. I ain't gotta worry about nothing he you know, that he gonna bring to the table. You got Jahad Tucker, you know, you got another, you know, uh uh another New York King coming up, man. And, uh, you know, I'm just super excited for uh, this super card because it's like, uh, how can I say, uh, sh another showcase for ESPN Plus for the young guys. Like you saw, uh, like, was it last? No, was it last weekend? Yes, it was last weekend with, um, you know, they had Jared Anderson, Tiger Johnson, yeah. uh, mm. Abdullah Mason. That, that whole card, that whole undercard was stacked with everybody that, you know, that's coming up. And I feel like Top Rank is like trying to put everybody on notice that the new generation is here to stay and they're going to come to take over boxing. And I think they're doing that again with my card as well. Now, this is your, this is going, going to be your third fight in a row, scheduled six rounder. Yeah. Why the uh, quick progression from four to six? You think it's quick? You think it's two, fights? Nah, nah, I think two fights at four. No, he got four fights at four. No, nah. he only got nah, his only first got two. two. Yeah. And then his third and fourth fight was six rounders. Oh wow! This about to be his third six rounder. Yeah, it's usually four or six each mm -hmm. each round. So either four four rounders or or six six rounders. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Either four four rounders or yeah, four I six mean, yeah. rounders. Yeah. yeah, you usually get a couple. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. getting more. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, to be honest, man, I don't like that or like the, the the short rounds like that i'm the type of fighter that get better as the rounds go mm -hmm. like you know i got the gas tank for it and then plus like like i was saying earlier i adjust so the more the, the more rounds i get the better i'm gonna be i don't really care for the four rounds that's why i wanted to get out of there quick give me my little four rounds just so i can get a little feel but pick me up to the sixes and you know soon i'm gonna be up to eights as well too for, for real because like i just like to be able to like really dissect my opponents and beat them down and i ain't even really get to touch the sixth round yet you know but I'm more than ready for more than six, more than eight, more than 12 right now. Hmm. Well, the last fight did go to six. I mean, you just stopped them in the six, right? Nah, nah. He didn't, get, he didn't come out the oh, corner. Oh, he didn't come out the corner. Nah, he didn't come out the corner when the bell, when the bell rang. Because hmm. they got it as a six-round TKO. Nah, he, I mean, well, the bell rang, but, you know, he just didn't come out the corner, so I don't really count that round. Right, because it's like you never saw him. Yeah. You never threw a yeah. punch. Exactly. You never. I got you. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I saw it because I was wondering. I was like, okay, you're fighting a six-rounder. And I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe it's the first one. But mm. definitely three in a row, so. Yeah. David Maldonado in New York City says, What's up, champ? Did you ever catch Hector Camacho Sr. fight when he was in his prime? And who's... No, and who wins at 140 between Tiafimo Lopez versus Regis Progress? Mm. Um, first question. Uh, no, nah, I never got a chance to see Hector Camacho fight wow. ever, and I wish I uh, that was something. That, that would have been a sight to see, but I never got a chance to, to watch that. And uh, Regis Progress and Tiafimo, ooh, that's a good fight. I would love to see that matchup. Um, I want to see Tio because Tio did look pretty good his last fight. Um, mm -hmm. I probably want to see Tio in the ring one more time before I get to answer that question, to be honest. But, uh, you know, him and Regis will be a great fight, though. I got Jason who says, what's up, champ? Is Jason from Jersey. Have you considered commentating or creating your own podcast? Been listening <laughs> to you during interviews, and it seems like you have a lot of good talent. Excuse me, a lot of good content. Thank you. Get that money in and out the ring. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, people have been telling me that throughout, like, you know, my career and a lot recently to be honest actually but uh yeah i'm you know i'm pretty interested in that you know uh, anything you know when it comes to commentating or anything like that like i want to get into acting you know i, I just want to do everything that's kind of like you know i can really showcase my personality and talk and all the, all the type of stuff so yeah no i would definitely be into that that's what's up we got james valdez from san Antonio, texas says christopher colbert versus frank martin who mm. you got Oof. I love that fight, man. I love that matchup. Uh, I honestly feel like, as of right now, you know Frank Martin. He's coming up. He's got some good. He has some good performances his last few uh, showcases. Um, I feel like Chris Colbert, as of right now, he just has more experience, and I, and I feel like that edge will show when it comes to the fight. But it still can. That fight could go either way, to be honest, because um, you know. Martin would, could punch, yeah, man. Yeah, Martin could punch. Martin has like he has momentum right now. He has that confidence, like so that will. Power can show when it, and then he, you know, he's going, Biap is going up in weight. Excuse me, Chris Colbert. He's going up in weight. And uh, it's just like, I feel like, you know, he's going to be able to handle himself in that weight class to fight Frank Martin. But, you know, it's just certain odds that I'm that I'm putting out there that's stacked against him at this point right now. But yeah, I, like honestly, Martin being Earl's fighter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Man, it's, Earl's it's a few hot odds. Right now. Yeah. I don't like that. It's a few odds stacked against, you know, Chris Colbert right now. But I feel like he'll be able to handle himself because of his experience. He, you know, uh, I, I want him to like, you know, be able to bite down and do what he got to do. But it's going to be a good fight, man. Do you think do you he th underestimated uh, Henry Garcia, Hector Henry? Hector. Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. Um, I hope not, to be honest. I hope that wasn't the case because, you know, obviously he was like, you know, last minute uh, change up and everything after Robert Gutierrez, gonna, he wasn't able to get in the ring and everything. But um, I hope that wasn't the case, honestly. I hope that, you know, he still stayed humble and still stayed, you know, focused on trying to get that work in and then the fight just didn't go his way. Um, but I feel like, you know, it was just probably just little tweaks and little things that he, he just needed to change in order to win that fight for the fight to go a different way because – you know, Hector, he did do a, a, a good job in, you know, um, you know, calming B-Hop down. Chris Colbert. Chris Colbert down. I call, We all call him B-Hop. That's his nickname out there in New York. So, excuse me if I keep saying that. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I feel like he did a good job in doing that. But I honestly just feel like it was just the uh, match of game plans. That's all it was. It was just, like, you know, B-Hop, he probably came with the wrong game plan. 
And, uh, you know, Hector just capitalized and got the dub. Dude, mm. what, what do you think or what did you think when you heard not just that B-Hop was going up to 35, but he for a one-off, like, mm. he going up to 35 just to Just come to right, prove something. Right, mm -hmm. just to prove a point because he bringing his ass back down. Like, do you agree with that? I mean, it could be a pride thing. It could be. For real, for real. Like, you know, if I'm a, you know, I'm gonna call it a spade a spade, but you know, hey man, you know, when your back's against the wall, what you gonna do? You know, I see you might do some, you know, crazy things, or you might do some things to where, you know, man, I, I could do I could do this even if I don't have to. I'm gonna show y'all, like, I'm still me. So I feel like he's just trying to prove a point, trying yeah. to send a message. Yep. That's my main thing for real, for real. And I respect it. If him going up in weight class and fighting a dude like Frank Martin, which is a risky dude. He don't have to take this fight. He don't he has no reason to do this fight None, whatsoever. Man. This is all started off of from Twitter. Twitter. Like, come on. You and people say you can't make a fight on Twitter. And they say you can't make a fight on Twitter. I have to do this for real. But, hey, listen, I respect it. It is what it is. He going up fighting to do like Frank Martin and everything like that and trying if to make some message. He going to definitely gain some, ex, some, 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 some clout, man, because that's, uh, that's Earl's fighter. Yeah, yeah. And he put him out there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The whole way that this fight came about was basically Earl trying to insinuate people wouldn't fight Martin. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Colbert obviously stepped up to the plate. But do you think that that's enough motivation? Do you think the loss and now the fact that, you know, he's trying to prove, like you said, like, does that motivate B-Hop to the level that he needs to be? I think it should, you know, I mean, because at this point right now, if he takes an L... It ain't gonna be good for him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not gonna really look good. Is you know, he, you got a bunch of people trying to laugh at him and you know, and, uh, and uh, be negative and all that type of stuff. And then if he lose this fight, it's like, dang, you proving him right. Then it's like, you know, you lose your value and everything like that. Like, nah, like he, I think that this right here, like this is a a, a must win yeah. type of situation for him. He has to. So yeah, no, nah, he got to bring what he got to the table and uh, get this dub. Brandon in Houston says, what up, Shu? Thanks for coming on. Here's the scenario. Tell us what you do in this situation. One day, you get to the gym. What and the hell? <laughs> who, who sent this? And open your bag, and inside is an envelope. In this envelope, there is a contract that offers you 13.6, not just 13. Why 13, so specific? I don't know. <laughs> $13.6 million. But in order to receive the money, you have to agree to leave that gym immediately and also never set foot in another boxing gym ever, ever again. What does Shushu Carrington do with this contract? Hey, man. Champ, 13.6 a crazy. lot of fucking Hold on, hold on. I got to think about that because I do love the sport, right? Yo, I mean, shit. I do you love for, the game. You 4-0 right now. 13 <laughs> mil. Like, there's some fighters, honestly, that they haven't made 13.6 mil in their entire career. Shoot, how old are you right now? 25. Bro, you could fucking go be in the UFC or some shit. You know what I'm saying? You young enough? I go have some fun, right? You know? 13 mil? <sighs> I do love the game, man. I Listen, man, this, this is not nothing that I just do. That just for the money, bro. I don't mm. do this for the money. I do this because I really love the game. Like, a lot of people be telling me, like, yo, if you was rich and anything, would you still do this? Yeah, I still do this. 13 mil, though. That's crazy. That's something that I got to think about, though. Um, um, ah, I'm going to put it to you like this for some perspective, though. Jake Paul made 40 last year. He's still fighting. Yeah, man, you still love the game. But he said to stick, he said to, like, I can't yeah, step in yeah, the gym no. ever again. No, I know. That's I a know. tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I but don't know. But then again, how many people is touching 
You know, that's what I'm saying. Thirteen point six million. There's this fighters right yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of fighters that I don't touch name, like that. I can name twenty four probably off top of my head that their career did not end with thirteen point six millions. Let mm-hmm. alone fuck. I'm talking, and I ain't even talking about bank because I know Uncle Sam taking a cut. Your manager. I'm talking about. Adam, it's going. It's going to be hard to find you twenty four fighters that fight purses. They fight purses add up to thirteen point six million yeah. when for a whole career. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be tough because you know nah, that's I a love, lot of bread. I love the game. That's gonna be tough. I'm gonna I'm be walking away from my love, but I take the bread. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. I take the bread. Let's go. <laughs> that's a lot of bread, yeah. man. Y'all Come back here. under another name and Y'all shit. Heard it here yeah. First. <laughs> hey, yeah. Nah, my name hey. is Shushu. Right. Is you who? Hey, nah, nah. Hey, look. Look, he go, he could pass off as a Cuban. Look, King Kong. Man, got it. King Kong like fifty four, yo. Oh, that's true. Hey, look, you just let it grow a little oh, bit. Crazy, and look, Andy man. Cruz. Look, hey, Shu, you just let it grow. Just let it grow. He huh? ain't Shu Shu. He Andy Cruz. Just yeah. let the start, start hanging with Bobby Santos and shit. Yeah, <laughs> man, I gotta learn to get real Espanol. bilingual. Right. Yo, what's the app Duolingo? You heard about that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Just an app. This girl been trying to like talk to me all sexy in Spanish. I'm, <laughs> I'm reading this shit like, what the fuck? So it's an app that teaches you like multiple languages. It's mm. free and everything. Mm. Rosetta Stone or something like that. Huh? Yeah, but you got to pay for that. Duolingo is free. It might be a little off, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's free, so it's a little <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, that is all our questions. But I, I do want to ask you, obviously, uh, today's topic was what's next for T.O. He made it mm-hmm. clear that Arnold Barboza is a bum, and that's not who mm-hmm. he wants to fight for the Heisman Trophy post, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like afterwards. Yo, what's up? You getting on that card? Hopefully, man. Hopefully, yeah. I could probably get on that card after what's I that get that, a three-month turnaround? Two-and-a-half-month yeah. turnaround? Two-and-a-half, about, yeah. Two-and-a-half-month uh, turnaround, yeah. That ain't about nothing for you. Nah, not at all. You see me, I'm always active. You know what I mean? I'm always active. Man, change my picture, man. <laughs> change. My picture, Bo bro. did that. Bo Come did on, that. man. He know what he's doing. He's going to keep trolling me, yeah. keep putting that up there, too. I'm like, so, I got you. We're going to see you outside. We're going to spar anyway. Who do you think T.O. got to fight on that day in order for it to be everything that he's saying? Because, you know, he did insinuate it would be a pay-per-view. Mm. No, insinuate is when you don't make clear. He made it clear. Mm. He made it clear. <laughs> right, right, That's right, pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The whole nine. Sure, I don't know. For real, for real. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not sure who he should be fighting right now. We saying Jose Ramirez. If he don't like Barboza. I like that fight. I like Jose Ramirez. That's actually a good one. That's If he don't fight Barboza. Because they're tied up now with Regis. That's like right. a West Coast fight, though. It is. You know what I mean? And T.O.'s a New York fighter. You right. And yeah. and that's too. And 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 and, and um, Ramirez got a big market. Right. So you right. Yeah, would, in Fresno. But would they... Would they that's like gonna a Vegas lose. fight. They're gonna, like, yeah. I feel like that's like a Vegas fight for real. Mm. I just don't know. You think T.O.'s fans gonna travel from New York? I don't know. And he got he got a little base out here though in Vegas. He mm-hmm. when he fought at the at the, at the casino. Yeah. yeah, bro, that was, was a tent. Yeah, that bro. I mean, I feel you, but he got something. Yeah. But champ, 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 champ. I said you saw my arena though. Okay, I give you. I no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got a fan base. Yo, I was I was there when he when he lost to George. Like. It's like Devin did that before you. It's like this is this your city. Mm-hmm. 
The big room hold 20,000. Mean, he was yeah. in Florida. He was in New York. No, I mean, he's I'm doing saying, good if he could sell tickets in Vegas, too. Bro, I think but so. what I'm saying is he, to fucking do a pay-per-view pay -per in New bro, York. But that's what he's saying, 20, though. I feel you. that's hard. They, no, they, they, that's, yeah, I me feel too. You. That's why I said Jose Ramirez. I think, I think Ryan. I think Ryan. I think yeah. Ryan's a good one. I just don't they know that they going to do that fight, though. That's what I'm saying. I ain't going to do that. We just saw him yesterday. He was here. He was playing golf. He had a tea time. I would love... Man, once these dudes start fighting each other, man, I would love it. But I honestly don't feel like they're going to do that. You know what I feel like at this point? They are trying to become, like, real, like, superstars. Like, these guys are stars right now. I don't feel like they're superstars just yet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what they're working towards. They're still young. They still got time. They really do still got time. Look at Errol. Like, Errol and, and, and Bud... Like they're in their thirties, I feel like I don't. I, I hope they don't wait that long, but they still got that time to work to get to a certain point to where they're mm -hmm. super stars. And I feel like that's when this, that's when they're gonna uh, start fighting each other and everything like that. And I hope that it's not overdue by the when it, by the time that comes. But that's what I feel like they're doing. And I don't feel like they're gonna fight anytime soon right now. Honestly, I hope they if they do, they do. Scrap. I like it. I want to see it. No, so if they don't, that's so, what I feel like they're doing. So what's up, champ? You think you think you and Bro Basie one day? Uh, yeah, yeah. If he's still in that weight class, you know, he's still doing his thing and uh, working to the top. Yeah, then me and him will definitely meet up in the top, 100%. Whoever. I don't know that he'll be there. I mean, you think if, he could hold that weight that long? I mean, he's he's a small dude, though. I feel like he could. He's a shorter guy. He's a small dude. I feel like he could, you know. And if, if Robisi, whoever's in the weight class, you know what I mean, whoever's going to be at the top, it don't really matter for real. Only any top name is in the 126. They're going to have to see me because I'm going to be there. Like you said, like, I'm going to be in one, uh, 126. I'm going to hold that weight class for a, while, a, a long time, as long as I want to, to mm. be honest. Like, so whoever's going to be at the top, they're going to have to see me when it's time, when the time comes. Well. I think that is it. Nah, Daniel? nah, real quick. Uh, yeah. Give uh, my laptop just died. I can't pull yeah. it up. Information for the for the for the express for the bus. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, buses. yeah, yeah. Definitely, Three definitely. Buses, yeah. Wait, yeah, I got buses. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah man. Bro, I got buses, listen. man. I got buses coming out to oh, from New York, buses. from New York to, to, to Jersey. Yeah. They gonna have no. Nah, let me. Try. <laughs> he turned it up, but yeah, we gonna party turn, buses. We gonna turn it up like party buses though. Okay. Like we gonna, be, we gonna have the buses all turned up from New York. Uh, uh, going to Jersey to watch the fights. We got about three buses going out there. You guys can hit up. So do team. the buses come with the tickets or the no? Buses no, the buses don't come. The buses are separate from the ticket. Okay. Buses don't come with the ticket. Uh, but the, uh, you guys can hit up uh, Team Underscore Carrington on Instagram. And then uh, yeah, September twenty third is the fight night. Um, you guys can go ahead and follow me, Bruce Underscore Carrington on Instagram. B underscore king to one on Twitter. And then you guys always know that I got to promote my uh, documentary out. That's uh, Brownsville Born. You guys can watch that on brownsvilleborn.com. And y'all keep an eye on this career, man. It's going to be a real long journey, real entertaining journey. And I'm going to always continue to try to give a crowd pleasing performance each and every time. For sure, man. Uh, and I am your host, Nesta Gibbs. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. We're going to go ahead and end it. Take this picture with the champ. Catch us on the next one. Tomorrow, 12 p.m., right here from Wynn Casino. Bo, open the door. What are you doing, man? Yeah. You doing, man? Yo, Bo, man, you, yo, what you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs>